The recent cyber attacks against South Korean banks and TV stations highlight the growing problem enterprises of all types face in cyberspace. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined by McAfee Labs Senior Vice President Vincent Weaver to analyze the attacks on South Korean institutions. Welcome, Vincent. Thank you. It's great to be here. Please take a few moments to characterize the attack. So what happened this week was we saw a malware attack occurring in South Korea. It really targeted some of the largest banks and broadcasters in South Korea. And basically it was a malware attack. This malware attack tried to destroy, disrupt the computer systems inside these organizations and did so by means of attacking what we call the master boot record, the system which really gives instructions for how to boot up the machine and how to get access to files. And the net result of that attack is many systems were rendered inoperable, and therefore many services were disrupted. This attack is very unusual. Most malware we talk about on a daily basis are financially motivated, are going after your identity, your information. They're designed to be stealthy, silent, they don't want to be seen, and they want to stay on your system for as long as possible. Here, you have the complete opposite. This is designed to be seen and heard, so therefore you look at a different motivation. But the lessons here would be for ordinary users, which is to make sure your machines are backed up. How quickly can you recover? If you use the impact of any malware attack, clearly you want to make sure your information is protected and the services are able to continue going on a regular basis. And so recovery and the ability to respond are very important. You're saying the motivation is different from other kinds of malware attacks. How unusual are these kinds of attacks? These type of attacks are very unusual in the context of data destruction. If we look back over the last couple of years, paradoxically, we've seen many of these involved in attacks against South Korea. In 2009, we had a July 4th denial of service attacks where the botnet self-destructed using a similar technique. In 2011, we had an attack called the 10 Days of Rain, which again had a self-destruction mechanism. Last year in August, we had the Shinu virus in Middle East, which did data destruction. But these are really the exceptions compared to the normal rule of malware, which are designed to be stealthy, unseen, and unheard until they actually extract what they're looking for, which is money or identity. Should the defenses for this type of malware be different from the other types? In general, the best protection you would use in terms of securing your systems, making sure they're backed up, making sure they're available, make sure you've got all offline backups, would be the same against all malware cyber attacks. However, in this case, since clearly what they're looking to do is disrupt the services and destroy the data, you really do need to make sure that you can restore your systems quickly. So in this case, of course, these were banking or media services, but if they were home users, same thing would apply, which is how quickly can you restore your critical data if you are attacked or something occurs. So that's absolutely a lesson to be learned here. Is understanding the motive of an attacker important in developing a defense? Understanding the attacker's motive is very important for people like ourselves because we're looking at not just the tools used by the attackers, but their motivation. Why are they going after certain people? What information are they looking for? In the last number of years, we've seen a lot of attacks going after intellectual property, business plans, and information. And that really drives the security strategy used by enterprise users, companies, how they protect what information they're trying to secure. It certainly changes the security landscape. We've gone from the old anti-malware models, behavioral reputation analysis, situational uh, security. It really does evolve the, both the protection as well as the strategy used for protection. We're speaking a couple of days after this attack came to light. 
there's suspicion on the North Korean government, although I don't think there's any definitive proof of that yet. However, we're seeing more attacks that seem to be coming from countries with political motivations. What does that say about the threat environment? So we're absolutely seeing more and more of attacks coming from what we call you know, nation states versus, say, criminal groups and activities. The tools we're using are very similar. In fact, the analogy we'd use is the criminals are creating the tools, the sophistication, the rootkits, the toolkits that are used by many types of actors, nation states being just one example of the type of actors out there. And it really shows that the complexity and aggression that we're seeing on a daily basis has gone up exponentially over the last decade. And so it really does mean that security and protection of our important infrastructure and assets has gone beyond simply important to absolutely critical for our infrastructure and our protection. The kind of attacks that we saw in South Korea and maybe even the DDoS attacks we see from here in the U.S. against banks, are they more just of a nuisance at this moment? Uh, and can they swell into something much larger? In general, DDoS attacks are seen to be more of an annoyance. Not just they're, they take a lot of time and energy to respond to them. The defenses cost time and money. But in general, it rarely takes down a business or cripples an area. People have learned over the last decade how to deal with them. These type of attacks that we saw in Korea, where you see self-destruction, where they completely wipe out the master boot records and the file on the system, we saw last um, August in Middle East are far more destructive. They take more time to respond and recover after the attacks. So certainly that would be a ratcheting up of the impact of the attacks as compared to a DDoS. As soon as it's over, you're almost back to business as quickly as possible. Any final thoughts? I think in general, what we're seeing here is a continuation of the evolution of the gut landscape. And so for people listening, it's clearly thinking about you know their protection, what they do in terms of making sure their systems are secure, patches, updates, making sure they're not going down the dark, dark alleys of the internet. All of those best practices apply here against these type of attacks versus the others. Secondly, making sure you're thinking about the non-PC devices. In this case, some Unix systems were actually also targeted as well. But of course, we're increasingly seeing attacks against Android devices, other types of tablets. So the lesson here is, again, it's not just about protecting, say, a PC, but making sure all of your computing assets, all of your data is protected to the best of your ability. Thanks, Vincent. You're very welcome. I've been speaking with Vincent Weaver of McAfee Labs. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.